Welcome to episode number eight of the University of Vermont Medical Center Nursing Podcast Series, created for nurses. By nurses. I'm Colleen Roach, a nurse on hematology oncology. Is that Shep 4? That's Shep 4, soon to be Miller 5. Miller 5. And I'm Robert Hamble, a heart failure clinician and the chair of the Nursing Professional Covenants this year. We want to thank all, all of our listeners. This is our eighth episode. Which eighth episode? Eighth episode. Wow. And today we're going to talk about the new rapid response team, competencies, and a local celebrity. Local? She's big time. She's big time. We've got a flight nurse here. So we hope you look forward to today's episode. Let's yeah. get started. Let's jump right in. Our next guest Many of you know her, Michelle Nadu. She's an RN4, and she was the first chair of the Nursing Professional Governance. And she's here to tell us a little bit about how the CATS team has changed to now it is called the Rapid Response Team. So thanks for joining us, Michelle. Yes, great to have you, Michelle. Thanks for having me. So so what's with the change? Tell us why they changed it, why they made the name change, and a little bit about the changes. Absolutely. So as of January 1st, the former CATS team um, transitioned to the emergency response nurses um, as part of a rapid response team. So our whole team stays the same in that you get a critically critical care trained nurse um, along with a hospitalist, attending, resident intern, um, ANC, IV nurse, phlebotomy, the EKG tech, respiratory but we are available now 24-7, and our role is only to be available to the floors. Um, we used to be based out of the ICU. One of the Mickey or SICU nurses would carry the pager. Um, now this is our full-time job, so we are out on the floors rounding. We want you to call us early so that we can prevent critical events from happening, um, decrease the rates of codes on the floor, um, and really just be a huge support. We know we have a lot of change happening um, as nurses, especially with Miller opening in just a few months. So when Miller opens, we will actually have one nurse that will just be assigned to the Miller building and then another nurse assigned to the old McClure Shep Baird buildings. Um, and we hope with that that we're able to really impact some positive outcomes for our patients. Wow. Now, how do you get in contact with you guys? Um, I know there's often... Uh, numbers involved, what's the right way, and when should they contact you versus bring the whole team in? Absolutely. So it's the same as it always has been in that we want you to call 222 um, when you have a patient that needs attention. The difference is that you can call 222 now and just request the emergency response nurse. Um, and this can be for simply just questions you have about your patients. Um, maybe you have that gut feeling that something isn't right. Uh, changes in their vital signs. But when you're calling just us, we want to make sure that the patient is still hemodynamically stable, that they are not on a 100% non-rebreather mask, um, that they're still maintaining a blood pressure. If they are not, if they have reached the point where they are unstable, we want you to call 222 and activate the whole team, just as you would have called a cat call previously. The reason we're having you call 222 instead of paging us directly is just so we can quantify the number of times we're out on the floor seeing patients. It helps us to identify maybe certain units that are busier than others um, and also just account for how busy our days have become. Well, have people been utilizing it quite a bit? Yes, and I i mean, I'm very passionate about the role, but I think it's been a great opportunity to really provide some support for our nurses when you're just getting overloaded. I mean, 
Our patients are getting sicker and sicker. Our census has been crazy high for a long time. And it's been great to be out there to help with those patients before they really fall through the cracks and get to a point where we're unable to reverse their signs or symptoms and need to go to the ICU. We, I feel like we've been able to prevent some, um, some admissions and really just support our staff better. Now, this seems like a really cool um, department to be a part of, and it seems pretty new. Are you guys looking for new members or people to join? We are, actually. So right now we have seven nurses that are hired on our day shift. Um, it's a mix of ICU-trained staff and emergency department um, staff. We are still looking for some staff on nights. So if you have any experience in critical care or emergency care, we'd love for you to reach out. Um, you can email me directly, Michelle Natto, um, and we can provide you some more information. Great. If you're interested, reach out. And for everyone else, make sure you utilize the new rapid response nurse or the full team. And you can reach them at 222. I'm very excited to introduce our next guest, Orla Walsh, the Vermonster. She's a flight nurse for the critical care transport for UVM Health Network. She's a St. Albans native, and we could do like a whole show for just to learn about her. So we really appreciate you taking the time to come and be with us today. Thank you. How long have you been a nurse? I've been a nurse for about 10 years, initially starting at UVM in the MCU. And then tell us a little bit about yourself outside of work. I know that you're a Spartan champion. That's where you got the name for Monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I could go on for a couple hours about what I do outside of work, but I'll be really uh, short and brief about it. I am I'm a professional Spartan obstacle racer. Um, I do short and long distances. I, I love the short stadium races. I um, do CrossFit for fun. All right, I, do, I have to ask, which uh, CrossFit gym do you go to, Orla? Oh, this is a great gym in Colchester <laughs> called Mountain Trail CrossFit. You should check it out. That was a uh, selfish part of the podcast. That's my sister and brother-in-law's gym. Okay, go on. So I do the CrossFit. I love being outdoors. I'm a ski patroller up at Jay Peak. I'm a paramedic as well, also as a nurse. I um, like to play in the woods. I Nordic ski. I biathlon, which is where you shoot a gun and skate ski. I skimo. I run, swim, bike, hike, um, ice climb, rock climb, traverse mountains. Wow, it doesn't sound like you're that busy at all. I mean, what do you do with all your free time? I so, mean, are you geez. working? Are you working like one shift a week, or are you a full timer with that kind um, of hobby list? Yeah, actually, I'm a full time staff nurse here. Go UVM. Um, and I do pick up some overtime. We're also looking for nurses and, um, you know, people over at the, the transport. But yeah, I am super busy. I've been a busy person my whole life and I wouldn't have it any, any other way. Um, I do have some time off, but I fill it with so many things. So if you want to hang out with me, I have to pencil you in very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky to have gotten you for this podcast yeah. here. I mean, that's so much to do and it makes me feel bad that I'm going to go home and watch TV <laughs> this weekend. But, um, here's the thing. Last year was a great year for you. Talk to me about some of the highlights that you've had this last year about things that you've done outside of this hospital. Yeah, so when I'm not killing it at work and just giving 100% intensity at work, I'm actually, um, when I'm doing my professional obstacle course racing, I was able to snag the title of the overall female stadium, uh, Spartan Stadium uh, female champion. So I, I ran a bunch of stadium races, got first place, I was undefeated, and then I was the champion. That was really fun. Um, I also will be seen on a TV show on CBS coming out end of March. I can't really give you much more details about that, but it's really 
cool. LeBron James is the executive producer. Um, and then also I was on Broken Skull Challenge with Steve Austin the year before and ended up winning an all-star episode and coming away with some cash money. So check that out on Amazon. It only costs $1.99. Super busy, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way and always trying to inspire young girls, young children, older people, anyone that wants to listen to what I have to say about getting off the couch, fighting depression, or you know, just um, fighting the obstacles that we face in life. I've lost my mom when I was 18 and my best friend when I was 22. So I've had a lot of struggles. Um, and so it, there's always a, a light at the end of the tunnel and never give up on everything that you're chasing and the dreams that you're looking for. Well, you're a pretty inspiring person, Orla. <laughs> how have like what you've done outside of work, how has that translated into the type of nurse that you are? Yeah, so the work I've done outside um, for myself and my athletic and my physical and mental uh, health, it's just uh, really translated to the fact that I've never given up on my goals outside of work. I've never given up on dreams. I've had some hard times. I've felt like I've been climbing some Mount Everest at times. Um, but I, my intensity outside of work is 110%, 110% passionate about everything I do, and it, translate, it, it translates right into work that I'm so passionate about my patient care, my uh, employees that I work with, my coworkers, and like the staff that we work with. And I just am so passionate about what we do and the patient care that we do with our transports. So it, it's kind of a goes hand in hand with my lifestyle inside and outside of work. And like I said, I wouldn't have it any other way. Wow. I, I'm so happy to be here and just kind of learn about what you do. Um, it's we just are a monster cool. star. Yeah. Um, so thanks again for being here today. Thanks for just giving us a little insight into your life. It's so cool. And uh, thanks again. Yeah, Thank it's, been, it's, it's always fun, this part of the podcast. And just like knowing that, you know, someone with that kind of um, outside activity works right with us. So if you haven't met her, I hope you get a chance to meet Orla Walsh. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Bye, guys. Well, guys, we've received a lot of feedback on this topic, you know, over 2,000 emails just about this one topic. So we want to make this kind of the lead in one of our podcasts for this month. Um, so, Colleen, why don't you introduce these two highly sought-after educators? Today we've got with us Sarah Burton from the NICU and Jackie Hoops from Dialysis, and they're representing the educator group who's going to tell us what's new and exciting about competencies. Thanks for joining us, ladies. Thanks, guys. I hope uh, that wasn't too much of a sell on the intro. (laughs) (laughs) We know nursing competencies is not everybody's favorite topic, but we want to make it exciting this year. Uh, So we are going to do this new method where it really empowers the nurses to be part of that process and selecting what topics they want to do, and it's going to be great. So what's changed? What's what do we have to look forward to? Well, instead of sitting and doing a lot of PowerPoints with quizzes like we have in the past, eLearn's not going away, but we are going to select some hot topics and um, using this Donorite method, we uh, will look at which domains the topics fall in, technical, critical thinking, or interpersonal skills, and look at the 11 different methods of validating and give you a choice of the method that is best for you to show us that you are competent. And those things that you're competent in 
we're going to just check you off on. So can you, you said 11 different ways. Give me a few examples of like what are some different ways other than a multiple choice test that I might be able to prove that I'm competent in hanging blood. Right. And that's really just one method. And we have come to sort of over rely on that. But there's a lot of different ones. Uh, you could use an exemplar, a case study, return demo, peer review. You can do mock events and you can even use evidence of your daily work. Okay, so if I'm hanging if I'm hanging a unit of blood and Sarah, you're a champion on my unit, you can just come in, watch, validate, and then that'll be that. Yep, that's a great example. So no longer having to take a test to remember I have to come in every 15 minutes, and if I forget that, then I have to retake the test. I can just show it to you? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> so I realize that e-learns aren't going away, but you're, you're trying to take topics and eventually in, make them into a more engaging way to validate a nurse's competency. How did you, uh, sorry to just jump on that point there, Colleen, but like how did you pick the topics? Who was in the room making those decisions? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's really individualized and to the different units. So each of the educators got together with nurses from their unit and their managers, and it's really meant to be driven from the, you know, the bedside up instead of being top down. So we looked at things, what's new, what's changing, what's problematic or high risk, and then identifying what they need in their area to be deemed competent. And it's going to be different for every unit. Cool. Now, do you guys have any other examples of hospitals that have done this? What does this time frame look like for other hospitals? I mean, I'm really excited to learn that we may start to move in this direction. Um, yes, Boston Children's Hospital adopted this method, and it took them three years to change all of their topics over. For the topics that we need to show um, some some documentation that we've covered them, we're going to do something called um, My Yearly Requirements, which will show up um, on a computer, but instead of doing quizzes to show competency, uh, the nurses will be able to um, just do an attestation saying like, yes, I have, I have, you know, I understand this information. If I have questions, I'll ask my educator and I am proficient rather than a quiz. Cool. Giving nurses like ownership of their practice yes. and you know, to giving us permission to say, you know what, I need to learn a little bit more about this yeah. and seek out right. more information. You said Donna Wright's saying is what? It's um, competency through accountability. Yeah. And I think that's huge. I want to apologize because I used crickets at our last podcast. <laughs> now that I know what you guys are going to do, I'm actually really excited because you're right. It's about putting the power in the nurse's hand to really show what they understand without having to feel like, oh, i got to just do these quizzes. I'm super excited. Can't wait till them come out. Yeah, thanks for putting the effort into making it a more enjoyable process for all of the nurses around here. Yeah. Our pleasure. All right. Thanks, Sarah and Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Rob, after hearing Orla's story, you don't want to. We don't want to be sitting on the couch anymore. You know that. Uh, that felt judgmental. You felt. <laughs> I felt like I was being judged there. Hey, it's me too. We got to be more like Orla. So UVM Employee Wellness is offering some free yoga classes for the month of March and April. Their early morning class is seven thirty to eight thirty at One South Prospect Street. If you want to check it out, they're free classes. Yeah, I mean, getting off of a night shift, maybe something to go do, or on a day you have off, it's great. It's yeah. free free opportunity. Thanks again for listening to episode number eight. We hope you enjoyed a lot of the content. If there's anything that you guys want us to highlight, please reach out to us. Or if you know of a great nurse that we should 
be highlighting. Reach out to us. My name is Colleen Roach. And I'm Robert Hamble. Thanks again for listening. And here's our rapid fire questions for Orla Walsh. Rapid fire! What was the last Halloween costume you wore? Barbie? <laughs> Scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? 7. Texting or talking? Hold on one second. Why are you not a 10? <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. Aren't you transport. Yes. Oh, no, I'm a flight nurse now. I don't fly the helicopter. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll accept that, that number. Texting or talking? Texting. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is? Amazing. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. That's Perfect. It. Yay. <laughs>